0: Welcome to The Aggressive Life. You know, one of the things I try to do is, well, not just I, but Ian, me and the guy who puts this together, a.k.a. Dirt, who's always in the studio with me. One of the things that Dirt and I try to do is you try to have a wide variety of people to talk about a wide variety of things. Uh, You know, some days you might tune in and this sounds like a political podcast. Some days you tune in, this might sound like a sex podcast. Other days you might tune in and this sounds like a you know, a political podcast or a family podcast or whatever. And and it's, it's because the through line is aggression. It's making specific moves and not waiting for life to happen to you, but actually going after your life, taking responsibility for your life, squeezing every bit out of life that you can, because God has blessed you with the life to actually make it worth something. So today is uh, going to be another, another change-up. I, I feel like I say that all the time. It's going to be another change it's, all, it's always a, I, I, Actually, there's no such thing as a change-up because you never know what you're going to get here. Like today is a, uh, oh my gosh, maybe maybe a Cyndi Lauper episode. Who, who remembers Cyndi Lauper way, way back when? Girls just do want to have fun. Oh, girls just do want to have fun. Girls want to have fun, huh? No, no girls don't want to have fun. Girls want to start a freaking business. That's what they want to do. They want to pound the competition into the ground. They want to help hundreds of thousands of people get healthy and be the number one fastest growing digital fitness company in the world. That's what girls want to do. At least the girl or the woman that I have with me today, Amanda Tress. Amanda, is okay. Are you offended if I call you a girl?
1: I am not offended. Okay, no, nope, I well, am unoffendable.
0: Well, we, you're unoffendable. That's good, because we, here <laughs> here, at, here at The Aggressive Life, we are equal opportunity offenders. My goodness, in just five years, your startup, Fast-er, Way to, fast, to Fat Loss, has moved from a condo into the homes of 200,000-plus clients. Amanda and her team have changed lives through better health, including exercise, nutrition, intermittent fasting, voling rest, voling rest. What is va- v- valuing rest? See dirt dirt. Sometimes he has a typo. It's not voling rest, it's valuing <laughs> rest, valuing rest, intermittent fasting, picking the lint out of your belly button, all kinds of things that Amanda helps us do. <laughs> nothing, you know, nothing lasts and helps or happens by accident and no business grows by sheer luck. So I don't know a lot of the details, Amanda, about you and your business. I've done a little bit of personal research on it. Uh, pretty impressive. You're, you're absolutely an aggressive entrepreneur. You're a leader. You're a coach. Welcome to the Aggressive Life, Amanda Tress.
1: Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here, Brian.
0: Well, we are, we are thrilled to have you with us. It seems to me like if you're going to get into a business and you want to make money, you'd want as many clients or potential clients as possible. And I meet very, very few people who are happy with their body. Agree or disagree?
1: Sadly agree. Yes. So
0: have you always been interested in this or is this just a way for you to make money? And by the way, saying make money, let me me just, that sounds like a loaded question. It's not a loaded question. One of the more interesting discussions I had with a business owner happened a few years ago. Uh, It was a I was in a marina or a place where they sell all kinds of different boats. and I actually ended up buying a, buying a boat on that, that day many years ago. I still have it. It's a wakeboard boat. And I was in the guy's office who was doing all the paperwork. And, and I, I said to the, the business owner there, I said, man, you, you must just love boats. I, I bet this goes way, way back to your childhood, thinking he's going to tell me, yeah, me and my dad he used to pull me around on a tube and I just always loved it. And that's why I had to get in this business. I was expecting him to say something like that. And he said, uh, no, 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 not, not really. I said, what do you mean? So well, I, don't, I don't really have any boat memories. I just looked at it and it was a good business. And so I bought the business and it's been paying the bills. I was like, okay, that kind of crushes the idea of all of our businesses have to have some altruistic motive that's central to our identity. So for you, where on the scale is it for you with, in terms of a way to support yourself and your family or, and a way to obviously get people healthy?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. And my story is definitely different than the boat store owner's story. Uh, I personally struggled with health issues when I was in high school. I was on blood pressure medication. I have a wonderful family, but unfortunately we were not very healthy growing up. I was active in sports, but I also was very active at fast food restaurants. I ate quite (laughs) a bit of fast food. Uh, You know, I would play volleyball, but then go to McDonald's and have hamburgers and fries and sodas. I found myself on blood pressure medication at 17. I was told by my doctor that I would be on medication for the rest of my life. I had a metabolic disorder as well. Both of my older sisters are morbidly obese, even to this day. I don't have the best genetics, uh, uh, unfortunately. But in college, I was able to do a 180. I was able to really change my own health by focusing on whole food nutrition, nutrition really that God intends for us to consume, meaning foods that come from the ground, foods that have a mother. I weaned myself off of medication. I balanced my hormones. I overcame a metabolic disorder. And I immediately then decided to empower other people also to get healthy and well So that is why I started in the fitness industry. Now, to be honest with you, Brian, I started with the traditional uh, fitness professional route or journey. I became a trainer. I traded dollars for hours in a gym. And I quickly realized that simply being a trainer would not be enough in order to put food on the table for my family. So I also pursued a career in digital marketing. Mm. A few years into my career in digital marketing, I was about to have my second baby. And I decided to step down from my full time job. One, because I finally realized that I was unemployable. And two, because I did feel that I could be more successful uh, being my own boss and ramping up my own company. So several years ago, before having my second baby, who is now seven, Uh, almost eight, I created a digital marketing agency serving women in fitness. I was the only digital marketing agency serving only women in the wellness industry. Uh, and so I was able to scale that quite quickly. So what's that
0: mean? You so said digital marketing. You're, yes. You're, you're just calling people up randomly and say, hey, lose lose weight, you fat pig. <laughs> is, is that no. what you're doing? What, what does that mean? Digital <laughs> <Yuck>.
1: marketing. <laughs> great, great question. Great question. So my digital marketing agency offered website services. We would build websites for fitness professionals. I would help women ramp up online boot camps, online virtual boot camps. I actually lived in Ohio at the time. I was one of the only trainers who was starting online virtual boot camps and creating a more scalable model. And then I was teaching other women how to do the same via my agency. Uh, but a couple years into running this agency, I, I came upon a pain point that I wasn't expecting. And the pain point is that even though I would help my agency client get more eyeballs on her website, convert more people into her program, uh, her clients weren't seeing results because the programming wasn't good. So in other words, I would help someone market their weight loss program, but the weight loss program itself didn't work. So I decided to create the very best program on the market, the best fat loss program, combining intermittent fasting, carb cycling, whole food nutrition, and 30-minute workouts, and then give my agency clients the opportunity to become certified to run my program with their own clients. uh, and, And... Three years ago is when I decided to really kind of focus in on the faster way to fat loss, which it is called, and shut down my agency to outside clients. And since then, it's been uh, quite the rocket ship of growth and very, very exciting.
0: So I want to get into the mechanics of your current business. I want to get into some actually health and fitness questions because personally, i I get very confused because everybody I read and everybody who's a uh, expert, they seem to have conflicting data. So I'm not, I'm not saying you are the Holy Bible of all things health wise, but I do want to get your take on a, on a couple things before, before we do that though, let's, let's jump back into your, your, your business acumen or actually how you've been really aggressive for your whole life. I mean, you, you already mentioned one thing, right? You, you saw that obesity was a problem Health is a problem in your family and where most people would say, well, it's just kind of the way my genes are. It's just the way it is. I just got to roll with it. You said, no, I I want to choose a different path. I want to choose a different path myself. I also read that you started your first business at 15 years old, a mulching and painting business. Didn't anyone ever tell you the girls aren't (laughs) supposed to be playing with mulch and paint? (laughs) <laughs> Did anyone tell you, like, no, you're supposed to start, like, maybe a, maybe a finger painting business or, or maybe a daisy business, but mulching, like manly mulching and painting of houses business? What Tell, tell me about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I've heard it all. I've, I've heard it all, Brian, and uh, we can go into that a little bit more. What I was told, you know, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, and uh, there's, there's been many, many things that I've heard over the years, and uh, thankfully I don't listen. <laughs> but uh, yes, I had a painting, mulching, et etc company uh, with my now husband, we've been friends since he was in first grade. We would work up to 70 hours a week in the summers, doing jobs for different families at the church, painting people's homes, staining decks, raking uh, uh, stone driveways or, or you know creating gravel pathways. It was hard work, but we loved hard work. And, uh, you know, what I found through that time is that I never tired of my husband's company. His name is Brandon, and I never got tired of him. I never got annoyed by him, even though we were together 70 hours a week and then even would, you know, hang out together after we were finished working. Uh, And, and, you know, now we've been married for 12 years and, and have four kiddos. But, you know, for me, it, entrepreneurship was in my blood. I always wanted to work. I wanted to earn money in college. I wrote a paper about how I was meant to be a queen of business. And I went to a a fairly conservative Baptist university and my professor was, a pretty taken aback when I turned in this paper because he was expecting me to say something like, you know, I'm meant to be a missionary or I'm meant to do ministry or, or whatever the case may be. And I said, listen, my ministry is, is business. My zone of genius, my highest value is to run a company, is to earn significant income so I can then recirculate my own wealth to my family, my church and community. Uh, and that's exactly what I've done.
0: That's fantastic. Well, I thought you were going to say that you're, you're Baptist, which it's actually Baptist. I don't know why Baptist, so I say Baptist. <laughs> I thought you were saying your, your Baptist uh, professor was going to encourage you to be a stay-at-home mother.
1: That too. Oh yeah. I had, you know, plenty of people at the first church that, that we attended as a married couple say, but, but why, why are you working? Why do you work? Doesn't your husband work? Why are you working? Uh, and, and now my husband works with me and for me, uh, you know, so a bit of a a different, uh, less traditional, uh, scenario, but it works fantastic for us and we love it.
0: Yeah. No cracking on stay at home moms. I'm married to one who's, who's, uh, working inside the home, doing all the stuff that mm-hmm. uh, is necessary. So that that's a great and honorable profession for sure. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's,
0: it's, it is too bad that for much of American history and still today in corners of American Christianity, uh, women are expected to not be go-getters. Women are expected to, you know, to just, just kind of be second fiddle the whole time. And then, and That's actually too bad. It really is. It is
1: too bad. You know, aggressive women, intense women women who pursue leadership and really lean into their God-given purpose and their zone of genius are criticized in many Christian circles. And I've had to understand that and kind of separate myself from that and say, you know what, I'm going to do what I know God intended for me to do here on this earth, regardless of the opinions of others. I had to make that decision for myself in my early, early 20s uh, and, and kind of put those blinders on. Um, and, and hopefully we're seeing some improvements in, you know, those perceptions within Christian circles, but it is a slow process.
0: Now you said your husband works for you, works for you. Describe that.
1: He is our CFO. He was working at the Air Force Base in Ohio, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, not too far from where you are for several years, seven years. Uh, We were happy in Ohio. We made the best of our life in Ohio. But a few years ago, I was in Florida uh, with some of my clients, actually, and I called him on a Sunday morning and I said, you know, Brandon, what do you think about stepping down from your job at the Air Force Base? He was still up, you know, uh, watching the kids in Ohio and I was I was in Florida I said, what do you think about stepping down from your position at the base and working with my team? Uh, And he had just listened to a sermon in Ohio about embracing change and taking a leap of faith and trusting God. And he said, let's do it. Walked into the base the next day, quit his job. We sold everything we had in Ohio decided that winter is a choice. We drove only our cars down with our kiddos to Florida and decided to focus on the business together as a couple. You know, Brandon works with me, my leadership team, my VPs work with me, but let's not be mistaken, I am the CEO. I am the founder, I am the CEO. He is so secure in himself and his talents and his strengths. And, you know, if you asked him what he does, he'd he'd say, I work for... The Faster Way to Fat Loss as the CFO. And, you know, there's nothing negative about that or positive, but it's just it is what it is. So uh, he, you know, he and I work extremely well together and he's at the office with me now. And uh, it's, it's quite the adventure.
0: He doesn't find that's a ding to his manhood or he has to turn in his man card.
1: Not at all. He's... He's a partner with me, and uh, you know there's certain ways that I support him, and then there's certain ways that he supports me. But in this specific business, again, I am the the CEO, you know, and and so he is uh, just very wonderful as he supports in that CFO role.
0: It's an interesting and weird place that we find ourselves in in American history as a, as a male, because there's things that we're having to deal with that no man in the history of the world has ever had to deal with. I mean, some of those things are basic things like, you know, uh, most men today have never killed something that they've eaten. That's every single man in the history of the world, save the last, you know, 75 years or so has done that. Most men have never done that. Um, Most men have, never had to go out and build a shelter for themselves. Every man in the history of the world has had to do that in every corner of the globe in all time periods instead of ours. And I find that these things, we're losing something as men when we don't do these things ever. And now you're mentioning another one here. In the history of humankind, men have always been the primary breadwinners. Men have always been the visionaries. Uh, Not because the Bible says so. I know that's going to shock some of my listeners. The Bible doesn't say that the Man has to out earn the woman. In fact, in Proverbs 31, which mm-hmm. is the ideal woman, that his no one can but that, by the way, no one can uphold. No no one can do Proverbs. it's it's just not possible. That's why it's the ideal superwoman. It makes it very clear in there that she makes Jack. She makes Jack. But as men, you know, we're we're not able to look at how our dads dealt with mom earning the money or being the visionary we can't look at grandpa and how you know grandpa was more tied to the home than the mom who was out in the in the factory um so it doesn't it's not bad like i wish my wife earned more money than me i'd be mean i'd buy more motorcycles it'd be wonderful there's there's no there's no problem with it at all it's just it it's uh it's we it's odd we don't have any have any models how do you find uh brandon's doing in that area
1: yeah, that's such a great question. And and it's a really important conversation to have. And, and you know, again, in Christian circles, it can be a little bit uh, controversial even. Uh, but again, we are a fantastic team. Brandon has a group of men who he meets with in the same position as he is. So in other words, all of these men have wives who are the CEOs of the company and the husband is working with the wife or for the wife. And so they have a great little group and they get together and talk about the the wins and the challenges and, you know, how are you dealing with this? And I think community and having a group like that has been really helpful for him because, you know, I am in the minority being a female CEO in a male-dominated industry who is crushing it and building momentum and, and creating impact. He's even more in the minority. You know, it, it's very rare right. to find a, a, a guy in his situation, but you know, again, we have a track record of working well together. We've been a team since I was the president of the student body and he was my vice president, you know, in, in high school. So we're used to it and it, it works for us. It's not for everybody, but we are we are thriving and, and definitely enjoying it.
0: Boy, that's a very good good point you make, Amanda. The the models that there are models that come to my mind of women who are on the front lines of business and crushing it. Um, I think of like, uh, gosh, I forget her name, the woman who did Spanx.
1: Yes, Sarah Blakely. Uh, Sarah Mm -hmm. Blakely, who her podcast
0: on how I built it was fantastic. Sarah Blakely, Oprah. I know people in corporate America. But, you know, I think about those folks. Most of those folks are not married. Um, or at least not married to the same person for decades you're you 're bucking that trend, so that 's probably another book you guys ought to write, but nonetheless that that 's that 's enough <laughs> i, I don 't want to do like uh all marriage stuff here let let 's get into let 's get into your business fast er way that it 's called capital F capital a capital s capital t e r fast er way to fat loss it 's growing like gangbusters give us the thirty thousand foot view of what the business is, what the product is, what what the Faster Way to Weight Loss is.
1: Yes, Faster Way to Fat Loss is a digital nutrition plus fitness program. We provide weekly meal plans to our clients in addition to 30-minute workouts that coincide with a strategic food log. In the fast Way to Fat Loss, we implement intermittent fasting, carb cycling. We focus on whole food nutrition, which is biblical nutrition, as I mentioned before. Uh, uh, And and we prioritize rest, strength training. We have a wonderful community of 40,000 active clients at this time, which is a membership. We've had over 200,000 clients since we started the program. Uh, And we also have a certification for other wellness professionals who want to learn the strategies that make the Fast Way to Fat Loss the most effective program on the market. It, and they can then run the fast way to fat less with their own clients. Uh, we are currently the fastest growing digital nutrition plus fitness program in the country. We are the fastest growing company in Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, and, and we are absolutely thrilled with the impact that we have been creating over the past few years.
0: That's sweet. Let's talk about intermittent fasting. Yes, so do you recommend like skip a meal a day? Are you recommending skip a day of eating a week? What, what is, uh, do you have a template you lay out for folks?
1: Yeah. And, and for those listening, intermittent fasting is not a diet. It is simply an eating schedule. There are multiple ways to implement intermittent fasting in your own life. Many popular protocols include the 16-8 protocol where you fast for 16 hours and eat or feed for eight hours. There's a 24-hour fast every other day protocol. Some people do five days of regular feeding and then two days of fasting. In the Fast Way to Fat Last, we implement the sixteen-eight, meaning we fast for 16 hours. That typically looks like simply skipping breakfast and then breaking our fast or having our breakfast meal around noon and then eating until eight o'clock. Intermittent fasting is not new. Intermittent fasting, frankly, is biblical. Jesus fasted. <laughs> and I like to tell that to Christians who are opposed to trying fasting because it sounds scary or restrictive and uh, you know intermittent fasting is extremely important to boost the immune system increase resilience autophagy is a benefit of intermittent fasting you know we're able to accelerate fat loss because of the impact on insulin uh so fasting has been a core component of the faster way to fat loss for 5 years now uh and it's it's a wonderful strategy to try
0: so let's 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 let me spend some time poking on you a little bit yes. let's do let's uh, this uh, I'm not trying to be combative. I'm not going to be combative, but I just like, these are things that make you go, hmm, I don't understand. Okay. Yeah. You just mentioned one. You said your most popular fast is going through and skipping breakfast. This is what I'm talking about with nutrition people, people in your business. it It seems like people just say things that the previous guy didn't say just so they can get a market share. Like, I've heard my whole life, my whole life, it's like, no, the most important meal of the day is breakfast, the most important meal of the day. But you're saying it's not. Explain.
1: The people who propagate the fact that breakfast is the most important meal of the day are breakfast cereal companies, for example, General Mills. Okay, so General Mills Brian wants you to believe that it is extremely important to wake up and eat breakfast the minute you wake up to rev up your metabolism to uh, prevent metabolism damage. But but here is the deal: eating sugary breakfast cereal in the morning is the worst thing you can do for your health. Skipping breakfast and giving your body longer at digestive rest, giving your body longer to heal, is extremely beneficial. Uh, I I love the quote along the lines of, intermittent fasting is in alignment with human biology and only offensive to the ego of a culture with an addiction both to food and being offended. Intermittent fasting has been practiced for centuries. Uh, Again, you know, the, the concept that breakfast immediately after you wake up is healthy or important is a concept that has been propagated by people with an agenda.
0: That that makes a lot of sense, Amanda. Especially, I have to go back to the messages I've received. How many of them came from Bob Evans and General Mills and all that stuff? That's that, that that's good. But then at the same time, you know, the most one of the hottest trainings that corporate America gives their C-suite executives is uh, Jim Lair, who wrote uh, the book on energy, and his course is called "The Corporate Athlete." And he says, you know, the science says that when we wake up, our body is in starvation mode. And if you can just get a tablespoon of peanut butter that tells your body, hey, don't freak out. Don't conserve your calories. You got energy coming. He recommends that is helping you with weight loss. But then you tell something, you tell me something different. So I'm like, I hear this stuff all the time. I just get so confused. Here's another, <laughs> yeah. here's another one you said, or, or not you, people who are into the, into, um, up. We're all. We should all be into lessening our calories, right? Like I hear. I hear people say, "Well, you want to lose weight, you got to decrease calories and increase exercise," right? Wrong.
1: I, False. Wrong. Okay. Now you say that was wrong.
0: Why is that wrong?
1: <laughs> and you know, here's the deal. I created the Fast Way to Fat Loss to solve the problems that other programs, diets, popular fads in the marketplace create for my. My niche. Okay, so so I created the fast way to fat loss because I saw the woman coming to the gym who was frustrated and depleted because she had been eating only twelve hundred calories and exercising two hours a day on the elliptical and not seeing results. I saw the man who was uh, upset and disheartened because he had been limiting calories, he had been eating all day, doing oatmeal and breakfast cereal and whatever the case may be, and and you know it just wasn't working for him long term. Deficit diets and, and over-exercising do work short-term. Okay, you will lose some weight if you eat only 1,200 calories a day and, and work out three hours a day at the gym. Absolutely, you'll lose weight, but it is not sustainable. Eventually, your metabolism will be damaged. Your hormones will be imbalanced. You'll start losing your hair. You'll have taxed adrenals. You'll get overuse injuries. Eating enough of the right foods that got intense for us to eat and exercising almost the minimum amount required is the key. Rest is important as well. Uh, but you know, there are so many myths. Uh, there are so many confusions in the marketplace. Uh, and and so I am here to provide first clarity to the marketplace, but I'm also here to take over and bring integrity back into fitness and nutrition uh, because I know what actually works and I have 200,000 clients to prove what works. I have colleagues in this industry who I meet with on a regular basis from some of the bigger companies and fads and diets and packaged foods. And and you think of it, I've probably talked to them. And I can tell you, Brian, that The owners of these companies do not have their clients, their customers' best interests at heart. I can tell you this with full confidence because I hear the questions that they ask me. Uh, I know that they have a breakage model. I know that what they are hoping for is that their customer will actually fail and then they cause that customer to feel guilty for noncompliance and that same customer will come back. Many of these companies, 80% of their revenue is, is repeat investors because their thing actually doesn't work their 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 product their service their packaged food it doesn't work but they're counting on that they're betting on it where you know i'm here to provide something that actually is sustainable, something that's healthy, something that's uh, uh, based in biblical truth as well when it comes to, you know, nutrition and fitness. Uh, and, and because of that, because I'm doing the right things at the, at the right time for the right reasons, we have been taking off like crazy and, and we plan to continue expanding the movement.
0: And yet when these Hollywood stars go into some role where they got to be hyper buff for these bodybuilders or whatever, they're jamming food down their face. They can't, it's the hardest thing is sticking food in their face and keeping the engine going. How, How does that work? Explain that to me.
1: Yeah, you know, if you have certain goals, like, for example, to build muscle, it's so important that you're cognizant of your macronutrients, carbs, fats, and proteins. If you need to build muscle, then we have to be thinking about how much protein we're consuming, how much carbs we're consuming to replenish our glycogen stores after a workout. Uh, so in the Fast Way to Fat Loss, we track our macronutrients And we set our macronutrients according to our goals. Uh, So if you're hoping to get lean, we have particular macronutrients and we do a a specific carb cycle. If you're hoping to build muscle, we have different macronutrients, which for those listening might sound a little overwhelming. Simply join the FastAway If you're wondering what I mean by all of these concepts, we are happy to help you and guide you through. Uh, But it's important that you are cognizant of that breakdown of carbs, fats, and proteins because too many carbs, you'll gain weight. Too few carbs, you're going to have suboptimal thyroid function. So we really have to nail it with the right combinations.
0: When, when, when is enough enough? You know, I, I look at the fitness stuff, and I'm, I work out, I take, I take fairly good care of myself. I mean, if someone looked at the things I eat and the things I ingest, you're, you're going to find stuff that is not good, okay? But, <laughs> but, but holistically... I'm I'm very active. I work out regularly. You know, the other day I did 55 pounds on my back for 35 three three and a half miles. I'm building to a bunch of things. I've, I hunt. I, I'm I'm very very active. And part of it is because when my motorcycle goes down, I need to be able to deadlift the motorcycle and pick it up. I'm very very active and yet and very capable where I am. And yet I know I like I feel like I'm never measuring up. It's like there's always some new thing, so the gallon challenge, the whole thirty, and 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 people are on these things. I'm looking, I'm going. What what are you striving for? You look great, and you're you're operating well. What's what's the line between fitness and and narcissism? I don't feel like we know that line.
1: Mm, Ugh, I love that question, and you know, I think the key is to determine your why. It's to determine your purpose behind. Achieving ambitious health and wellness goals. In my opinion, the reason to work out, the reason to focus on whole food nutrition, the reason to pursue your goals is so that you can fulfill your spiritual goals. You need energy, positivity, you need strength, you need endurance to pursue your spiritual goals. So consider what your purpose is in life. If you've nailed it, like for example, Brian, your purpose is to share the word of God, is to be an amazing leader for a church is to uh, you know be on these other media platforms like the podcast with energy. So you need to say, okay, what fuel is going to energize me for this work? That needs to be at the forefront. Who cares what other people are doing? Who cares that Tommy did whole thirty whatever, and someone so and so did a challenge of X Y Z? Like that doesn't matter. Your goals are unique to you based on your purpose here on this earth and so for me finding clarity around that purpose and that why is key before you get started because if if you know if a female's coming in and saying well you know my whole goal is to get into a, a, a bikini for the summer and I want to lose 20 pounds listen once you you lose those 20 pounds and get into a bikini you're going to be satisfied for a split second and then there's going to be something else that you're upset about about your body and it's like you know Right. You have to do the inner work first, or while you're also going through the process of crushing your goals.
0: Right, and then you're gonna get to the point where you're not even gonna to want to be in a bikini because of your age, and then yep. what? Then you're not gonna work out or take care of yourself.
1: Exactly. I
0: mean, it just seems that most people are motivated by the mirror; they just want to look good in the mirror. Which I, there's a level of that that I'm 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 okay with. I mean, all of us got a little bit of image we need to be aware of. I mean, I, I feel like that with myself is I've actually told people a lot of times, I don't even tell you, like, if I, if I had a job where I wasn't going to be on stage and have tens of thousands of eyeballs looking at me, I probably wouldn't be as health conscious. You know, if I was a bricklayer, I'd probably have a bit different of a body. Probably. I can't say for sure, but but probably. Yeah, um, maybe.
1: If you were a bricklayer though, you would be needing to stay fit for your career. Uh, So yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to feel good in your own skin, but it has to also come with that greater purpose that goes outside of yourself uh, if you want to continue pursuing your goals long-term and have a more sustainable uh, outlook.
0: I don't know how many bricklayers and plumbers you've been around here but I I, well, I don't true. I don't I don't meet many of them they're saying I need to be healthy for my career. That's true. No, they need to be just healthy enough to to pick up another brick or to bend down with their plumber's crack sweating another fitting. That's that's I'm not saying I can hear all the aggressive life bricklayers and plumbers. I'm not cracking on you guys. You might be one of the ones that's different but you know what I'm saying? You you yep. you, you know what I'm saying there? I find that um man I just I just find our thing of health is just not man, it's just it's just odd. It really is. You mentioned Jesus fasted. Yeah, Jesus fasted, but there wasn't anything in it that was for for health or anything was for his body image. He was fasting because he was going on a spiritual boot camp to try to hear from God. Um and when we try to we try to sometimes make things more Altruistic than they actually are. I, th- I think we just start getting ourselves in trouble. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Amanda. Your business sounds great. I'm just—it's fun for me to process here with somebody who's in your line of work. Yep. Because I feel very few people are just looking at their own life holistically and what they need. Have you ever seen Alive? The movie? No. or It's—it's it's a um, series. I think it's on Netflix and Hulu. They take these people and they drop them off in the middle of well different places, British Columbia or the middle of. Uh, the Arctic, and they can take ten items with them. They can choose whatever ten item I- items it is, like a hatchet, uh, a knife, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, and they just leave them. You're on your own, and the last person to tap out wins five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and they're by wow. themselves. Nobody around. Nobody around. It's really interesting. Is these folks have watched the sea, watched it enough? These these entrants who they accept, which now it's a big deal. Everyone wants to get into it. Uh, who's a survival guy? They've watched it enough to know that the key is going into it, weighing a lot, being as heavy as possible, because your body needs to consume the calories that you have in fat instead of consuming your heart, which is a muscle, right? And it was, it's really like a, a, a mental shift like, man, I'll tell you, we've ever had a food sh- shortage. Some of the folks who are the most fit. They would freaking die in a week. I mean, they'd be gone. They'd, you, you got nothing to eat. Some the, but some of the plumbers, man, the plumbers got all kind of fat res- fat reserves. <laughs>
1: I don't know. We'll have to have a conversation off the air about that one. But, you know, just real quick to loop back on what you said, Jesus fasted and you said, well, he wasn't necessarily fasting for uh, health, health and wellness reasons. Listen, the Bible, Brian has a lot to say about nutrition and taking care of our temples. And I think, That's right. you know, growing up in yep. a, a, a Baptist uh, church, potlucks were, were the thing. Like you want a Baptist to come to a meeting, throw a potluck, bring the donuts, you know, and, and that is a problem. You know, we have a problem in our country, even with all of the different diets and, and, and programs and nutrition fads, we have a problem in our country. And I think Christians are not immune from this problem even though the Bible does talk about taking care of our temple and and you know being cognizant of what we put in our mouth uh, so you know I love to work with believers and say listen you know we can pursue our purpose and accomplish our spiritual goals with more energy uh, momentum and stamina if we get our nutrition and fitness in line
0: well you're you're you and I're 100% on the same page there. I find it interesting that the one sin that like no one preaches about is the sin of gluttony. It's like we've eliminated every vice we can, you know, we can't smoke, we don't chew, we don't date the girls who do. <laughs> but, but but we're great jamming down ice cream cones down our face every meal. We're we're great just being slugs. It's, it's
1: not good. It's not well. 1000% agreed.
0: Hey, let's take a quick break here for a couple things. One, how about doing a brother a solid? Tell people you listen to this and you like it. How about leaving me a review and rating? Seriously, guys, it would be and, and ladies, it would be really helpful if you gave us a review because it would encourage more people to get in touch with the podcast. The more people who are getting aggressive, the better all of our lives are going to be because the better the world is going to do. So, do that right now, please. Also, I've had a new devotional out. It's called Move. It was self-published, and a traditional publisher has picked it up. It's going to have a nationwide release Tuesday, May 18th. We've added 22% new content to this devotional. So even if you had the original, there's new stuff in there. We've got a week's worth of special podcast content planned to celebrate the release. And I'm excited about this book, this content, because these are the things that guys— wrestle with and need to hear from. So you can pre-order your copy on Amazon now and you'll be ready for May 18th. So back to the show. All right. So are you ready, Amanda, for the lightning round? The lightning round is when I ask you a question and you have to answer it as quick as possible. Like We're talking like, one or three sentences at the max. Can you do it, Amanda? Do you have the mental alacrity, the stamina, the physical ability to actually move your mouth less in the lightning round? Because very few people can do the lightning round. I believe in you, though. Do you think you can do it?
1: I can do it. Let's go.
0: All right, here we go. I'm starting a business today. The number one thing I need to be a success.
1: You must maintain the proper mindset and disposition for success.
0: Good. Man, you challenge, you challenge a woman who's a CEO of a fast-growing business, and she, you answered that fast, like faster than anybody who's ever been on here. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. What's you're most proud of when it comes to your business career?
1: I'm proud of being a female-founded, female-run company that is exploding in all the right ways
0: most nutritionally dense food that people don't normally eat?
1: Hmm. Avocado should be eaten much more. Mm,
0: I like that. All right, if I'm fasting for health reasons, as the faster way to weight loss talks about, or if I'm fasting for spiritual reasons, what is the key to getting over my initial hunger pangs?
1: Drinking water.
0: You are nailing this lightning round. My gosh, you are you haven't gone over a sentence the whole time. Now you're down to like two, <laughs> two words, words. <laughs> in a sentence. That is a driven Well, of course, of course, I put a challenge to the driven woman who has the f- biggest, fastest growing business in Florida. Of course, she's going to succeed. Here we go. Best workout music. Hell song. How much sleep should I be getting every night?
1: It's unique to you, but I would recommend around eight hours.
0: Business leader you admire? Bob Iger. Uh, that was actually one of my favorite podcasts. Last mm-hmm. year, we had uh, one of Bob Iger's folks in the C-suite who started off as um, a dancer at Disney World. What was her name? Jody what? Dreyer. Jody Dreyer. Yeah, she gave some inside scoop on... On Bob Augers. it was fascinating. Love okay, it, love it. Yeah, good. You can have lunch. You can have lunch with any three people from history, living or dead. One cannot be Jesus. You can't be. You can't. I'm sorry, Jesus is not the answer on this. <laughs> it's not the answer. You can have lunch with any three people, living or dead, in history. Who are they?
1: Hmm. Queen Esther, Jeff Bezos, and Mark Zuckerberg.
0: Good. I like to comment on anything. things. But if I comment on all these things, Dirt, then it kind of negates the whole idea of a, that's of a right, lightning that's round. Right. It's not good. <laughs> Health stats for America get worse every year. Why is that?
1: People are still buying into the myth that breakfast is the most important meal of the day.
0: The next goal for faster weight of fat loss...
1: We are expanding our men's program, fastawaytofatloss.com forward slash men.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, that's the last of our lightning round questions. but Let me just talk about that. This is interesting. So what do you think the differences are with men and women? Like how do you market to us, me as a man versus a woman when it, when it relates to fat loss?
1: Oh, how do I market to you differently? Oh, I how market... do you market, how to market differently?
0: How do How yeah. do you think that men think about it versus women do? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts there.
1: Yeah, you know, for any business owner listening, the, the easy way to market to men versus women is, is to tell men that you will be more attractive to the opposite sex if you do this thing. So with women, you need to market to the heart, choosy moms, choose Jif. Hmm. If you love your kids, you will do this program. For men, you will be more attractive if you do this program. So it's, you know, the heart versus the reproductive organs that you market to men and women are different. So let's just get that out on the table, you know, uh, but yeah, shocking. Come
0: on.
1: Shocking. Even in 2021, men and women are different. We need different things.
0: (laughs) I am going to cancel you right now. I cannot believe you would say that on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Men do need a little bit more in the way of strength training. We increase the carbohydrates for the guys as well at certain times for certain reasons. With women, we're more cognizant of hormones. Uh, We do a little bit less high-intensity interval training. uh, But fastwaymen.com is a great place to go if you want information about our program launching for men.
0: Let me dig into something you just uh, said that's interesting. Men are more... Conscience of their sexual attractiveness. I get that. Yes, I see that. But you said women aren't so much so. Really, it it doesn't it doesn't seem that way. Isn't that when they talk about getting into when you you ladies getting bikini condition and all that stuff? Isn't that how you're presenting yourselves to the other sex? Describe that to me.
1: Yeah, it is, but you know, here's the deal. Women care about safety, women care about their kids. So if if I say, "Listen, you will be a better mom if you do this program." Hmm. Women are far more likely to purchase something for their child than for themselves in many cases. Uh, And so, you know, we have to speak to women in a way that we know they will resonate versus the guys, you know, it's, it's the guy driving the Ferrari and with the nice watch because he wants to be more attractive to the opposite sex. Uh, For women, it's, you know, how can I protect my family? How can I serve my family? Uh, And so choosy moms choose GIF, you know, is, is really kind of the direction I go when marketing to women.
0: Man, is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't talked about? Anything you want to say that I haven't given you a chance to say? This is your time. I'm glad you're here on the podcast. Go ahead, shoot.
1: Yeah, I'm so thrilled to be here. And I just really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak to your community. Uh, You know, I think one thing I'm learning right now as a CEO, as a leader is that no matter people's political viewpoints or preferences, no matter people's opinions about certain uh, uh, issues happening in the marketplace right now, if we can share a common enemy, we can do so much good in the world. So for example, in my fast away community, we share the enemy of obesity. We fight cancer. We look to address anxiety and depression and prevent disease. We come together as a unified group because we have a mission that goes outside of ourselves. And and during a time where there's so much division in the world and, and there's so much anger and bitterness and fear, we have found a way to be confident and to live on purpose and to love one another and to be unified as we fight this common enemy. So for me, that's been a really important lesson this past year.
0: Man, if someone wants to follow up with you or connect with you or see the, the things that uh, Faster weight to Fat Loss operates, how can they get in touch?
1: You can follow me on Instagram at Amanda Tress or at Way to Fat Loss. You can also go to FastwayToFatLoss.com for more information on the program.
0: Amanda, that's great. That's great. I don't. I'm not. Is this what you expected our time to be? It was. Uh, it was. It was good for me. It was it good for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly what I expected. I'm, I'm not so even glad. sure how we.
0: I don't know how do we even get connected with you.
1: I have no idea. So I was part of Ocean, the ah, Ocean Accelerator, when I were? lived in Ohio. Yes, but very so we met brief. Then.
0: We met then way back when.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't remember meeting you. So yeah. I was. I was helping back when it was Tim Metzner. Yeah. The other Tim. Um, I think a guy named Chad, Chad, yeah, Chad feels Reynolds. like forever ago. I built the website initially. Yep. I, wow. um, yeah, I, I was like really, really, really early. And then we moved to Florida, um, um, I, I mean, I was with them for like a minute, but that's how I knew of Crossroads. And you guys are like killing it. You are just, you have so many people at your church. I'm just in awe of what you guys are doing up there.
0: Well, those three guys that you mentioned, they were all in a, a group that I had of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And then that group started Ocean.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And,
0: then, and then that group... You know, cycled on to some other folks. Tim Metzner is still involved with it. He's, I think, he's yep. the chairman of the board. Even, yeah, he but, is. Um,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, Crossroads been it's, it's been yeah it's been good. It's been a run. You know, it's got its ups and downs, but but you know, I feel I feel used by God and I feel yeah. invigorated. I feel it is Crossroads is as is as adventurous now as it's ever been. And you know, it's not a venture until it's difficult.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I'm writing that down. I love that. People say
0: they want adventure until something adventurous happens, because adventure always means something has gone wrong, always means something is difficult. In fact, I just read an article by National Geographic the other day that said those are always the best trips, the trips that didn't go as planned, that were very less Mm. than ideal in the moment. And I just sent it out to the guys I ride motorcycles with and I overland with and said, gosh, this is so true. We never sit around and say, man, you remember that trip that went according to plan? Wasn't that great? No, we never do. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what CrossFit has been. But it's made an adventure. Hey, thanks for listening. For more aggressive living, head over to bryantome.com. Get signed up for the mailing list to get regular shots of positive aggression. sent straight to your inbox. And while you're there, you can also find articles, podcasts, and books. I'm also active on Instagram. Search Brian Tome. Special thanks to the band Judges for the music. Aggressive Life with Brian Tome, the production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio.